All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Just over 10 days since saying goodbye to Kyle Dubas. The Toronto Maple Leafs have their next general manager. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live. It's a Wednesday, May 31st edition, and Daily Faceoff Live is presented by Botano. The game starts now at botano.ca. 19 plus, please play responsibly. He's former NHL player, current Chicago Blackhawks analyst, Colby Cohen. Colby, how you doing? I'm good, Frank. A lot of things moving around the hockey world the last couple of days. I can imagine your phone has been ringing off the hook. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. Let's uh, let's dive right into it and let's start with the Toronto Maple Leafs set to introduce Brad Tree Living, formerly of the Calgary Flames, as their 18th general manager in a press conference on Thursday. They were putting the finishing touches on his contract on Wednesday and expected to announce formally the decision to hire him on Wednesday afternoon. Colby, what do you make of the move, the the Leafs finding their guy so quickly? Clearly time was of the essence, but it kind of seemed like right from Jump Street, this was the guy that they had their eye on. Yeah, and, and you told me that right off the get-go. I think that's who you thought kind of all along when, when they parted ways with Kyle Dubas that Tree Living would get the opportunity to become the next general manager of Toronto. And I think it makes a lot of sense because Brendan Shanahan talked about wanting experience and wanting somebody who's done this, who's sat in that chair, who's managed uh, an NHL team before. Um, and, and I talked on your show, Frank, a little bit about – uh, what type of experience they'd be looking for because is Brendan Shanahan the one who's really making the calls or is the general manager making the calls? But 
the one thing that I would say that I like uh, about Brad Tree Living in this situation is that he has experience in dealing with players who are coming up on the last year of their contracts, guys like Gaudreau, guys like Kachuk, and he's seen the different paths that these players, these star players have taken in order to A, uh, leave as a free agent, or B, force their hand to get traded out of there. So uh, you can argue all day whether it worked in Calgary's favor or not, whether he should or shouldn't have rolled the dice. But my argument is that he has experience in these exact situations. And as you know, Frank, you learn from experience in this business. And I do think that he's the right man for this job in Toronto. Yeah, and I think when you are in some uncomfortable situations, that temperature is obviously going to be turned up quite a bit going from Calgary to Toronto, just based on market size alone. You mentioned you learn things, um, and you're right. Maybe those things he probably would have done a little bit differently. Maybe if you don't want to lose Johnny Gaudreau, you make sure you sign him one year out. If you don't want to lose Matthew Kachuk, I don't know that that would have changed because he ultimately made the decision and went to them and said, hey, I don't want to re-sign here. And when you're faced with that, you have to make a trade and you're in an uncomfortable spot. I think he did the best that he could in that situation. Getting a, a game breaker back in Jonathan Huberto this past season, notwithstanding, and a defenseman that they could add to their top four in Mackenzie Weger. Again, like you said, you could argue uh, as to whether or not those moves were successful or the right moves at the time. But being in that spot, gaining that experience, now moving on to Toronto and what they're facing with that core four, it's the perfect segue to our next topic. What is the number one priority on the Toronto Maple Leafs checklist? I'm going to make a bold, way too early prediction and say Sheldon Keefe comes back as Toronto Maple Leafs head coach and all four pieces of the quote core four come back. What do you think? Uh, I don't agree with you, Frank. Um, and I do think Sheldon Keefe comes back as coach. And I do think that helps your bold prediction that the core four comes back because I think these players all really like playing for Sheldon Keefe. When we've seen these other organizations move away from coaches uh, in the recent history of the league, a lot of it had to do with player exit meetings. A lot of it had to do with what the star players told their manager uh, told their president of hockey ops, said in the media about the coach. It's not just hockey. That has to go across all the major sports, Frank. We've seen it in Philadelphia, both of our hometown, just with the recent firing of the 76ers head coach. So I agree with you that Keefe is going to get an opportunity to come back. I don't think tree living is a knee-jerk type of guy. He seems to always take a patient uh, thorough and approach. How many better coaches are actually out there? Like if you were I to make, make the move and fire Sheldon Keith, you it. look at his, his record in the regular season, obviously in the playoffs leaves uh, you wanting, but to compare it to some of the other guys that may be available as head coaches, how do the Leafs know that they don't already have what may be the best available candidate? But I do think Frank, I think he's going to be quicker to pull the trigger on Austin Matthews because of his experience, because of what he dealt with with Johnny Gaudreau. Meaning what? What does quicker to pull the trigger mean? Well, I think that he's going to get in front of the Matthews camp and try to work out an extension immediately. I think if they feel like the extension is too far off, then I think he moves to plan B quicker. And I think that he looks at the market this summer, potentially looks at options to move on from Austin Matthews. Because again, you look at that Johnny Gaudreau situation, and I don't think Gaudreau and Matthews are on the same plane. I think 
Matthews is a better player than Johnny Gaudreau, but Gaudreau is still a star. Gaudreau is still a 100-point player in the NHL. Gaudreau still walked for nothing. Now, again, Toronto, a different place than Calgary. I think players want to play in Toronto. I think it's a little different in Calgary where you get some of these American-born players that feel too isolated away from everything that they know. So it's not apples to apples. But I think the clock will start immediately, and I think Tree Living will figure out much quicker. He will not take a real patient approach, in my opinion, based on the history. So that's kind of what I mean when I say he will be quicker to pull the trigger one Mm -hmm. way or the other. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think at the end of the day, Austin Matthews' intention, I believe, remains to to be with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think it's all going to come down to his ask. Is it within the realm of possibility? Is it reasonable coming off of what was a pretty pedestrian for him, 40-goal season? How does he get his game back to the level that he was at one season prior? And how does that relate to the ask? Because he's already one of the highest paid players in the league. How much further can you go? Um, I think that's really going to dictate more than anything. Sometimes your actions and your ask speaks louder than your words. So we'll see what happens. Uh, The other news coming from Tuesday was the Nashville Predators moving on from coach John Hines. Word leaking out actually before John Hines was informed that they would be hiring Andrew Brunette as their next head coach. Um, interesting choice. Brunette has a connection with the Preds. He scored the first goal in Preds franchise history, played for Barry Trotz on that original Preds team. Barry Trotz saying in a press release, formally announcing the hire on Wednesday that that didn't really have a ton to do with it, but he loved the Preds connection. Brunette saying he feels like his career has come full circle now, uh, having played in Nashville, of course. Interesting spot for Brunette to step into with the Preds. Felt like Nashville wanted to strike while they had the opportunity to get someone like him. Um, And you look at his track record with the Florida Panthers. He took over in an incredibly unenviable position. Joel Quenville was 7-0 when he was removed as Panthers head coach and suspended by the NHL. And Brunette just, I don't know, took the Panthers on to have a 122-point season and win the President's Trophy. Then... They decide to walk from him and he goes to New Jersey and they exceed expectations this year as a member of Lindy Ruff's staff. What do you make of the hire? And I think more to the point, what does this say about the Preds moving forward in terms of how competitive they want to be in the near term future? I feel like Colby, they're kind of stuck in the NHL's murky middle. Yeah, to me, there's some parts of it that make sense. And I don't buy into Barry Trotz saying it has nothing to do with the history between those two, because at the end of the day, Frank, we know in this business, uh, these managers, these coaches, they want to bring people in that they're familiar with, that they're connected to, because these are the people that are going to keep them in their job. So I'll just start out by right there by by saying I, I'm, I'm not buying what you're selling, Barry. Um, but secondly, I look at Andrew Burnett as a coach and I look at the way Florida played. They played fast. They played up-tempo. They played offense. Now he goes to New Jersey as an assistant coach. And I think a lot of people will tell you what an, you know, how much, how instrumental Andrew Burnett was with that offense, with the way that the Devils played, the pace that they played. Uh, They play a lot of east-west. There's a lot of diagonal passes coming through the middle. Guys are coming in, coming out. The defense are activated. And then I look at the way that Barry Trotz's Nashville Predators are built. They're not a fast team. They've got some players that are making $8 million, you know, like Johansson. I don't know what exactly Matt Duchesne's cap it is, but these guys are 30 years old. These guys are not 
high speed pace pushing types of players. Now, Yossi certainly is from the back end and Forsberg who, who finished the year injured certainly can play with some pace, but it, it was an interesting hire to me because again, I don't think the personnel of the team matches the personality of the way that Andrew Burnett has run his bench. So maybe that means that Barry Trotz will put his own stamp on the Preds roster this summer then. Yeah, absolutely. You got to think they're going to look to get faster. They're going to look to get a little bit younger. They've got $15 million in cap space with about 15 or 16, you know, full-time NHL players that are already uh, rostered and under contract for at least one more season. Their RFAs and their UFAs are players that are kind of down at the bottom of their lineup, not real, you know, heavily impactful players. So uh, they did take in a ton of draft capital in order to make the trade with Tampa Bay. Okay. And maybe they use some of that as a sweetener to move on from Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson. Maybe they're looking for partners to eat some of those types of contracts. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think John Hines is a good coach. I think he's not going to be out of work very long. If he doesn't get a job in this cycle, I think next season he'll be one of the first up uh, coaches to to get a job. I think John Hines' teams have always overachieved because his structure and his defensive-minded systems, uh, which preach accountability. And I do think players like playing for John Hines. So uh, ultimately, the merry-go-round will go, Frank. But I will be really interested to see what Nashville and Andrew Burnett are doing uh, come draft time. Yeah, you see the list of NHL head coaching vacancies. If we can throw that up again, there we go. Uh, there's four left currently. We'll get to that in a second with our inbox question of the day as to which one is the next one filled. But keep in mind that there's still a couple teams that could be added to this list. We predicted that Sheldon Keefe will be remaining as Leafs head coach, not official by any stretch of the imagination. Also, what about DJ Smith and his future with the Ottawa Senators as they likely have new ownership incoming? So uh, it could balloon to as many as six from the four current vacancies. Colby, let's take a look at the NHL buyout window, which opens uh, 48 hours after the Stanley Cup final concludes or June 15th, whichever one comes later on the calendar. But with the cup final starting on Saturday, perfect time to talk about some of those candidates. I have a story that I just posted on dailyfaceoff.com listing these five guys right here. Kyler Yamamoto from the Edmonton Oilers, Mike Riley from the Boston Bruins, Mikhail Granlund, he's with the Pittsburgh Penguins, not the Minnesota Wild, and uh, Anthony Mantha from the Washington Capitals and Ryan Suter from the Stars. Some recency bias there with Suter based on the way that his playoffs went. He could, if bought out, I still think a long shot, but could become the first player ever in the NHL's salary cap era to be bought out twice in his career. He's going to be making... 833K, not a big deal from the Minnesota Wild until 2029. Pretty decent work if you can get it. But of these guys on the list, Colby, who stands out to you as potentially being the most likely or what makes the most sense to you? Yeah, so I've gone back and forth with this, Frank, because I wanted to give you one, um, but I'm I'm having a difficult time getting there. And it's because Granlin and Mantha are are so eerily similar to me, even though one has one year and one has two year. Now it's probably Granlin because he still has two years left on his contract in Pittsburgh. That is an aging team. They are going to have a new general manager. They've got their core of older players. They need speed. They need youth. They need to use that $5 million in cap space, and they need to get younger. They need to get quicker. 
Uh, you know, you look at the way that his contract would, would hit them next season, 833, and then three seasons at 1.8. We so know almost one- a $4.2 million in savings for this upcoming season, which, as you mentioned, would be critical for the Pens. My only question is, we don't know who the next GM is going to be and what they think on it yet, their thought process. And if you're the Pens, it also kind of further prolongs the pain. It gives you four years of Granlin on your books versus maybe just trying to cut your losses and retain some and trade them and just have them on the books for two. What do you think? Well, 1.833 for three more seasons is a, is a big number, Frank, but we do know the cap is going to eventually start substantially moving upwards right. and giving relief to some of these teams. Look, I think at the end of the day, this is a, a, a list of all, all possibilities. I think all these general managers are having these conversations right now. And at the end of the day, who's got the most draft capital? Who's going to be the most willing to part with picks? Okay, the Bruins, they gave up a lot this year to get Orloff. Okay, they gave up uh, some to get Bertuzzi. So they're not sitting there rich with assets right now and draft picks where they can call uh, Phoenix or they can call, excuse me, Arizona or Chicago and they can say, we would like you to take Mike Riley. We'll give you a first or second round pick to do so. They they just don't have it. So at the end of the day, uh, who's willing to go and try and make, they're all going to try to trade it. There's teams, Frank, bless you, that uh, are willing to take on these contracts. I think Chicago is a great destination for some of these forwards. They're going to be looking uh, to surround Connor Bedard with some veteran players. And we've seen Mantha be good. We've seen Granlin be good. I think you were right about Suter. I think he's the least likely on this list. But he's still playing 20 minutes a night for a team that went to the Western Conference Final. It's not like they have someone knocking on the door in Dallas as as enticing as the buyout may be to then take his job. So who's going to fill the void and what do you pay that person? And is it just as easy to keep Suter for one more year at least? I think so. And then maybe he decides to retire after age 39. Who knows? You never know what could happen, but uh, certainly Ryan Suter exposed. Check out the full list of the five buyout candidates for this year on dailyfaceoff.com. We had seven buyouts that were conducted last summer. Let's get to the next wave with Stephen Ellis this week and talk NHL draft. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. He is Stephen Ellis, our prospect analyst at Daily Faceoff. Does a great job. His top 100 rankings were posted on DailyFaceoff.com on Tuesday. Received a bunch of questions Stephen, from some NHL GMs wondering how you come up with your list. I said, this guy's an absolute maniac, watches more hockey than just about anyone I know. So when you take a look at your top 100, who were some of the guys that rose the most or, or quickest on your list compared to the last time you did it? Well, the kind of the guy that really all season long has been a huge riser is David Reinbacker and a guy that, uh, you know, a lot of people probably didn't have as a first round pick heading into the season, but just the way he just kind of exploded in the national league in Switzerland, which is a fantastic hockey league. I think a lot of people kind of underestimate how good the talent is there. Um, but he was out there playing heavy minutes, sometimes power play penalty kill. Like he could do it all. And then we saw him at Austria at the world championship where he was injured, missed some time. He only had one point, but I thought he looked very steady. That was not easy competition for a team like Austria that had to fight their way to even stay in the group to begin with. Uh, so I'm very impressed there. Uh, another one there is Nick Lardis, a guy that, you know, I got to see him a lot growing up. He's from Oakville where I'm from and seeing him kind of develop. It was great to see him have this incredible second half. He got traded at the deadline. It just, everything seemed to work for him. He was putting up some of the best offense we've seen and a guy that, you know, may have been a, a third line player to the point where some people are thinking, you know, late first round, early second round. So that's another guy. Uh, Gabriel Perot out of the U.S. National Development Team, now the leading all-time single-season scorer in U.S. National Development Team history. That includes beating guys like Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane, Colby all those Gowan. players. Yeah. Yeah, yes, very true. Um, but you know, That just was in the first week. <laughs> yeah, for just, just to see Perot kind of evolve from this guy that seemed to be the trailer, to be the third guy on that line, put up the points but wasn't the one creating offense, to the second half, especially kind of down the stretch where it seemed like he was way more confident playing with a lot more poise and just looked much, much better. I, you know, I think that's a guy that really is going to shake things up in the draft. Yeah. And I think Perot is going to get a good opportunity to take his time at Boston college over the next couple of seasons and really develop his dad, of course, works for the Blackhawks. Yannick Perot was a, one of the best face-off men who ever played in the NHL. So we'll see how those guys sort of shape out. But Steven, my, my question for you uh, for teams picking in the bottom half of the first round, or maybe the, the last couple of picks in the first round, what player that's going to go late in that first round really has potential to become a number one uh, center, winger, defenseman, a, a true star in the NHL? Well, it's actually a guy that I didn't put in my first round, but someone I think definitely could be, and that is Oscar Fisker Mulgaard, the the Danish forward that played with HV seventy one in Sweden this year. What a name. Yeah, great name. And he just came off of the world championship where he did have zero points, but you know, he played, you know, thirteen uh minutes uh right off the bat and he kept seeing his ice time grow um throughout the tournament, which is positive. Um but you know with the way he played of we have seven points in 41 games. That's not a lot, but in the Swedish hockey league, it's very hard to get ice time for a young player because they're trying to win. Their goal is to be the best. And that doesn't mean developing players a lot of the time. Uh, but you know, his defensive responsibility was incredible. His work ethic, incredible. Just there's so many of these raw skills where, you know, I, there were a lot of, he was kind of just an unknown prospect really until, you know, it was like elite prospects early in the season was like, 
take check out this guy. And then everyone started to get on board with him. And the NHL central scouting started to follow him too. So he's someone just, you know, from a defensive responsibility side, you know, he's not going to go out there and take dumb penalties. He's a very smart player. I think he's going to have a very good NHL career. Steven. And just to remind everyone too, your rankings are also different than the mock draft. So be curious to line those two up uh, once we get to draft week, but wanted to ask you, you wrote a piece recently about overagers um, is someone on that list that really stands out to you? Yeah, you know, the one position that is always very interesting uh, when it comes to overagers is goaltending because you get more opportunity to really go out there and, and get more starts. A lot of the times the goalies that get drafted aren't even the starters on their own team. And that more actually sample is... size. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually kind of the situation of Seattle where Thomas Millich plays and goalie of the year in the WHL, undersized goalie, uh, but he had six losses between the regular season and the playoffs. Right now he's in the Memorial Cup of Seattle, uh, a team that also has Scott Retzlaff, who is one of the top goalies for the NHL draft as well. But, you know, with him, he just ever since that kind of the World Junior Tournament, he's just been playing some of his best hockey. And for a guy who he is 20, he is still eligible for the draft. He's six foot. He's not big. And that was kind of the reason why he kept falling but i just think there's too much of a sample size at this point to say he won't get drafted and i think teams are starting to learn their lesson that you know maybe you got to go and look at that small goalie that's dominating the whl because so many teams made the mistake of not picking dustin wolf who I, I will say this i thought he was a second round quality player at that draft it was stupid that he fell to the seventh round and i think this time teams will be making a mistake if they let millich go undrafted so Give me a one-word answer. Number of goalies drafted in round one this year? Zero. I don't think there'll be a single one. I do expect a bunch to come in the second round. There's just no true number one goalie this year. I think that's kind of the problem. All right, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to say two. We'll see. Uh, I'll give you another number. Four, that is the number of weeks until round one of the NHL draft in Nashville. Can't wait to be there with Stephen Ellis. Thanks to Stephen for this week's edition of The Next Wave. All right, Cole, moving right along to our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Hashtag AskDFO. If you're watching on the YouTube stream, throw something into our chat. If you got a question for us, we'll be happy to get to it if we have a little extra time remaining in today's show. My question for you is, what is the next vacant position to be filled in the NHL in terms of, uh, is it coach, is it manager, and where? What do you say? Yeah, you know, Frank, I, I think the New York Rangers are, are going to pull the trigger here on a, on a coach soon. Uh, I do think John Hines becoming available. I was going to ask you, you're a BU guy. John Hines is a BU guy. You, and Chris I, Drury's a BU they, guy. What, and, what's, and, give us the scoop. And not to mention Drury and Hines were teammates at BU. They did have overlap. There is familiarity there. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the show, how important that was when I told you I didn't buy what Barry Trotz was selling about his relationship with Andrew Burnett. Um, Do so you yeah, think the Rangers I, were waiting for this? Because a lot of people have made the point as Peter Laviolette has been connected to New York, which was they've had a month to hire him. What more intel, what more info did you need before pulling the trigger for a guy who's taken three different teams to the Stanley Cup final and won once? Well, look, I think this is a, a second hiring for Chris Drury, and he wants to take his time to make sure he gets it right. And I just don't think anybody has blown him out of the water. 
Here's the other thing I think is going on in New York. I think they've got their eye on the Pittsburgh situation. As much as everyone's going to say it has nothing to do with that, I do think they've got their eye on that situation. You know, we're hearing it might be Dubas. Then we're hearing it might not be Dubas. I I just think that Drury is taking his time. Uh, He wants to make sure this is the right hire. because no chance Mike Sullivan breaks free. Is that what you're suggesting? We know that these GMs generally get two hires, two head coaching hires before that seat gets really hot. And so I think at the end of the day, he wants to make sure that this is the right hire. So I think John Hines will get an interview in New York. I think they'll absolutely have some conversations. What happens? I I don't really know. Peter Laviolette seems to be the front runner. You'd know better than me, but... I think in the next few, you know, couple of days, I think we'll see a, a new bench boss for the New York Rangers. And yes, I was making that connection. Okay. Well, I don't buy it for one second that Mike Sullivan is leaving the Pittsburgh Penguins. Too much power, too many dollars, and he's wired right in there with Fenway Sports Group. My prediction, next position, position filled is the Calgary Flames. I believe that Gerard Gallant, speaking of the New York Rangers, Too expensive, not a candidate. I believe they had an initial discussion and the Flames are not willing and ready to pay uh, somewhere in the neighborhood that Gallant would be looking for and accustomed to, especially coming off of that Rangers deal and what is left on the table for him this season. Right, but if you're Gallant, Frank, don't you still get the difference from the New York You still get the difference, but why why would you work for the same amount of money? What's the incentive to jump back in? Why not wait and see what happens get paid for the whole year and not and not work that's yeah well, i don't know about you but that sounds pretty enticing to me there's only 32 jobs you got to take them you know yeah, you don't want to be too i'm passive. just telling you that the they've had an initial conversation and that's not going to happen at least from what i'm told so my prediction is the flames fill their job and i still think it's going to be mitch love their internal candidate two-time ahl coach of the year let's move on to our daily face-off batano daily bet segment tyler game one of the cup final doesn't go until saturday night 8 p.m eastern in vegas first time we've mentioned the cup final this week uh in today's show what uh what do you got on your slate for betting well, like we talked about yesterday, Frank, Batano has like a hundred different things you can bet on. So I'm going to be taking the rest of the week here to just kind of pick apart some series props that I like for this one over at Batano. The game starts now at Batano.ca, and here's what I have for tonight. They have a bunch of kind of pre-made matchups, Frank, between two players. Who's going to get the most goals, the most points in the series? And I love this head-to-head between Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Marcheseau. And Marcheseau, I mean, he's been a goal-scoring machine for the Vegas Golden Knights. He scored four in six games against the Dallas Stars. So far in the playoffs, nine goals in 17 games. You look at Barkov, he scored twice in the four games against Carolina. That's solid, but he only has four in this playoff run as a whole. So Marcheseau's more than doubled him. No reason why Marcheseau can't take this head-to-head matchup in the cup final, Frank. I love Marcheseau. Especially for those odds. Yeah, like you're getting it at pretty much even money here. I I shouldn't say pretty much close to even money. It's not like it's minus 150, minus 160. This feels like something that's really tilted in Marcheseau's favor. So I like taking Jonathan Marcheseau, even though I have the Panthers to win the series. I like taking Jonathan Marcheseau to score more than Barco. Well, and I like it especially to start the series. You're thinking that the Panthers, we're going to have a million rest versus rust conversations uh, leading up to the final. How will that impact the Panthers I don't know. Barkov hasn't been a point-producing machine, as you mentioned, so maybe this Marcheseau can just pick up where he left off 
starting in round four. Thanks to Tyler for our Batano Daily Bet segment. That brings us to garbage time. And Colby, speaking of the cup final, wanted to point out that this is going to be a very West Point Stanley Cup final. You see here the owner of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the owner of the Florida Panthers, both, both proud West Point grads who served in the U.S. Army. The Golden Knights are named the Golden Knights because he originally wanted to name them the Black Knights after the Army parachute team and had to pivot and name them the Golden Knights at the last second. Vinny Viola takes over as Panthers owner just about uh, nine, ten years ago and has helped turn that franchise around. This is the best run in Panthers franchise history and certainly the most stable. So uh, a lot of success. You see the impact on the front office as well coming from uh, these two West Point guys in Matthew Caldwell uh, that work uh, and Holweg in the Panthers front office. And you know what's really interesting about this, Colby, as well? Two West Point guys that are two very different philanthropists when it comes to giving back to West Point. Bill Foley's name on a bunch of buildings on West Point's campus. Vinny Viola, still a big donor, prefers to not be in the spotlight. So we've heard Bill Foley say before, Stanley Cup within six years. We all kind of laughed at him, but one of these men is going to help deliver a Stanley Cup for the first time in franchise history, whether that's in Florida or Vegas. Still pretty awesome. I think it's going to be in Vegas. All right, what do you got? Viva Las Vegas. I think I like Vegas in six. Vegas in six. Well, that was the exact prediction that I filed to dailyfaceoff.com earlier today. Who's your con Smythe? Jack Eichel. Same. Vegas in six, Jack Eichel. I hate to agree with you. Can can you imagine Jack Eichel could potentially have a Stanley Cup and a con Smythe before Connor McDavid? Well, not only that hard to believe, but also the idea that he probably thinks this playoff thing is easy. Step right into the postseason for the first time in your career and hoist the Stanley Cup. That would be an incredible story. So many storylines to watch, but that'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. We'll be back with you 12 noon Eastern on Thursday. Until then, have a great day, everyone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.